0: Cold magazine podcast i'm your host keefe today's podcast is an interview with jacob bannon of umbra vitae converge and wear your wounds check it out magazine podcast welcomes in jacob bannon of converge and umbra vitae and many bands wear your wounds how are you doing jacob
1: i'm doing good how are you doing
0: today i'm swell thanks so much for taking the time uh, you know, as much as I'm excited to talk to you about music, first and foremost, I sincerely hope that you, all your friends, all the members of your bands, and their friends and family, everybody is safe from harm from this crazy pandemic and virus.
1: Uh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, everyone is is doing well. Um, it's just a um, yeah, it's just a a trying time uh, in terms of you know, in terms of isolation and trying to stay productive within within that um, the confines of that. Um, but you
0: know, I'm, I'm making do. Well, that's all we can do is, uh, stay sharp and stay busy. Uh, and you're at the office right now with an album coming out Friday. So it's gotta be a little, uh, odd to, you know, but, you know, I know the word unprecedented is getting thrown around a lot, but obviously it's just a different dynamic for you than ever before. For probably. sure. Yeah.
1: It's, it's definitely unprecedented. Um, uh, but, you know, coming from, from a, uh, a background that is you know rooted in heavy music um you know and just kind of doing things you know bare bones um you know I can I can kind of you know retrofit things and and roll with the uh roll and and evolve with the with with the times you know because of that quite easily um so yeah it is what it is
0: Indeed I did see somebody uh mention this uh sort of anybody that's been kind of DIY till you die uh or just self you know sort of self-made entrepreneur solopreneur type of artists and bands are a little better equipped to deal with this than anyone else in the in the music game right
1: uh for sure i think that there's a certain there's a certain skill set that you develop over time when you're not dependent on on sort of other things or like the uh sort of you know machinery being in place um that isn't your machinery in terms of uh you know getting your music out there, getting your art out there, your creation or whatever you're working on um you know it doesn't necessarily have to be within music or art where that could be applied um but yeah you know you I definitely have a have experience you know doing that, so you know I'm just just kind of making it work. I just feel fortunate that um I have an audience that you know is is paying attention to this band and the record label and are very loyal and supportive of all of our efforts, and I, you know, I just can't, I, I can't overvalue, I, I, I can't overvalue that it, like, enough. It's just, it's, it's just fantastic that you know people are just connecting with it when there's so much other stuff going on. In this, you know, so much, there's so much other stuff going on today that music um, is. Definitely not at the forefront of anything. And so the fact that people are giving us any attention at all, is, we're just really grateful for it.
0: Indeed. And music, I think, is the thing that's going to, music and art and the arts in general are the thing that are going to carry us you know, emotionally through this period of time. It is for me. So uh, I, I appreciate you and that sentiment so much. Uh, so Umbra Vitae, man, this is the new project. It's a straight up death metal and a little bit plus, if you will. Uh, Shadow of Life is, is the debut record out on your label, Death Wish, May 1st. And uh, I kind of the thing that fascinated me right off the bat was this poem that I guess is the inspiration for the name of the band and the and even Shadow of Life. I'm not sure about if it's a thread through the rest of the music, but I I, I looked up the poem and uh, as a poet, a poetic kind of person that I am. And uh, I'm not much of a, a a scholar of German, but I read the translation from Harper's and it's pretty deep and uh, emotional stuff. So I wanted to kind of start there and ask you about this poem and why this poem and why Umbra Vitae?
1: Sure. Well, the, the beginning of this band, um, which it's, it's actually, it, it is a real band, whereas there's other projects that I would define as projects, uh, where this is something that we're trying to continue um, you know, past just you know, making a record here and there. This is a full-time band. You know, we're going to try to do as much touring when there's a uh, when there's a touring world to be part of um, and support this uh, support this record and write more records. That's the intention of this. So this is a you know this is a new band which we're really excited about. Uh, in terms of the the inspiration, you know, we were working on the the Last Weary Wounds album, uh, Rust on the Gates of Heaven. And we were kind of in a pressure cooker of sorts, where we were um, we had like, you know just a just under a week to prepare to go into the studio and take all our demoed ideas and you know get them ready to to be properly recorded. Uh, and while we were doing that, we would warm up playing kind of you know, heavy, more chaotic riffs, where that band is a little more uh, melancholic and um, sort of shoegazy and post rock oriented. Um, we would play things that just you know, had much more aggression to them, and some of those ideas were just really, for at least to us, they were they were good. They had substance, and uh, we were like, hey, you know, this is this is great stuff that we're just kind of doing on the fly. We should do something with this, and the initial idea of this band was born. You know, for for there to be sort of a a off of sorts. Um, I didn't want to play bass and sing like I do in uh, Weary Wounds. I wanted to be able to be a little bit more free. Uh, And so we enlisted our pal Greg Weeks, who uh, was in the Red Chord, or is in the Red Chord. He's in Labor Hex. He's in uh, multiple bands uh, to play bass because he's one of the best technical players that that we know. Um, You know, Mike is really close with him from the Red Chord as well. And uh, we were initially uh, Initially, we were talking with um, Chris Maggio, who's in Wearer Wounds, to be the drummer of this because he's played you know, hyper aggressive stuff, you know, off and on for years. Um, but he's currently playing in High on Fire as well as your Wounds, and his schedule is getting filled up. And so we're like, you know, I don't think Chris is going to be available. Um, what, you know, who else could we, you know, possibly, you know, want to play heavy music with? And uh, Mike mentioned that. Uh, quite a quite a number of years ago, he did some touring with uh, with John Rice uh, as a fill-in drummer for the Red Uh John was in Job for a Cowboy. Um, he's still in for 1349. He's still in for Behemoth. He's in Uncle after the Deadbeats. Uh, he's just an, an amazing drummer. And we reached out to him to see if he wanted to be part of it, and you know he jumped on board as well. And obviously Sean Martin from Wailer Wounds, who used to be in breed. He's wrote music for Cole Cave, um, Cage, you know, you kind of name it. He's also in Twitching Tongues. He's a second guitarist as well. Uh, so, you know, we already, the lineup was right there. And I, around, I would say a, a few years back, I stumbled upon the, the poem that you mentioned. And it had, it had a, I was I had a connection to it when I was reading it for the first time, where it felt really contemporary and um it felt like a like a sort of dystopian take on at the time you know modern society and you know it was it was morbidly dark um but utterly human and relatable and it just really inspired me and the name was really compelling to me and it stuck with me and so when we started working on this material and we needed some sort of name to define it it was one of the first things that popped out Initially, the idea was, and it sort of still is to some degree, was to use the name um, Ambrevitae, however you want to say it, um, and Shadow of Life interchangeably. And I actually worked with a number of of illustrators and designers to create logos that would be um, sort of like interchangeable um, so they could kind of interplay with one another. And over time, they just kind of, um, it just kind of mutated and evolved. And I just felt more comfortable with just running with the Albrevide name and, uh, uh, keeping shadow of life as the album title. Um, but then the names are essentially, uh, uh, interchangeable to a degree.
0: Nice. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Uh, so it's not only a collection of, you know, peers and, uh, you know, typical bandmates, um, but also friends, which I think is really special. Um, you've been a person I think, as an outsider looking in, that you you know, you would never do anything for flash or namesake. It's always about the music and the art for you, which I really appreciate. And, um, you know, I'm sure some other people are gonna say supergroup, but like what I see is a supergroup of friends and players and and creators. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad to hear John playing like metal and death metal again, uh, as much as I yep. love uncle acid. And I just saw them with King diamond in the fall. I miss him so much from, you know, job for a cowboy and red court and other things. But, uh, yeah, I, it's a, it's an insane rhythm section right off the bat, but yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic record, man, all the way through. And, uh, this really spares no quarter is pretty brutal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's
1: pretty- brutal and there you know there's no filler uh there's there's no unnecessary sort of you know elongated you know trapping songs or anything like that we kept things you know short tight precise um, by design you know I think the the album clocks in at like a half hour or just under that you know and uh, th- that's all by design you know we just wanted it to be um to be as, as potent and um and real as possible um and so we we just trimmed as much fat as we possibly could.
0: Nice. I think about uh, all the many layers in where your wounds and the you know the deft dynamics of converge. And this album has got to be like a little bit of a breath of fresh air and a respite for you because there's some of those things that overlap between all three. But what does this band give to you that those other projects don't?
1: This feels a little more. Um, let's say. Spontaneous, uh, where Converge has you know, almost thirty years of of just creative time put into it, and we spend an immense amount of time individually and collectively shaping what Converge is and how it's presented. Um, that's that's something that will always be part of it. There's a huge refinement process with that band. In weird wounds, it's it's kind of similar uh, to that, um, but there's just multiple layers to instrumentation. You know, like there are no rules where I say like, let's have almost have a guitar tracks on that song. I don't care. You want to do two bass tracks? Great, let's do it. You want to add strings? Great, let's do it. I want a piano in there too. You know, we just kind of we do what we want, um, and we build these kind of big, um, quite simple. But yet elaborate songs, uh, this we wanted to be straightforward, simple and and powerful all by design, kind of like I mentioned before, and so we we knew what we wanted and really didn't second guess it too much, so you know if um if Greg threw a a song idea together, or uh, I threw a bunch of riff ideas out there, or Mike threw a song idea, or Sean. We just said, okay, cool, this is it. This is our, our foundation. Let's go from here. Let's build it. And we th- would do it fast and not really um, second guess it. And we wouldn't overanalyze it because I think we, we all felt comfortable with the, the goal that we had. Um, you know, it's not to say that our, the other bands don't trust each other, you know, far from it. But I think that we're just more meticulous. Where this, we're just like, let's just rip it. That's just part of the energy of it. Let's just get it out there and
0: um and you know be excited by it nice i think also from a, a not just that the songs are straightforward i think everything about it the you know like you said the artwork the iconography the photo uh the artistic take on the photo of the band and even the song titles have kind of a i don't want to say a format that's not fair but like a a flow you know a certain they do. flow they all have a flow
1: yeah it's all, it's once once the sort of um the the identity and character was sort of, you know, created as to, you know, what we all wanted out of it, it, it moved very quickly in terms of like, okay, I know what we need here. Um, you know, and mind you, it, it took a process to get to that point with, with certain things with, you know, visuals and things like that. But like, once, once you find the language that you're searching for, um, it's, it's like it's always been there, and then you just go, okay, cool, here it goes, and you just kind of let it. You you kind of let it all fly, and it happens so quickly after that. You know, when I first, when I I wrote the lyrically the songs, essentially in order of how they appear on the record, um, and when I started the first one, it all started taking on a a certain kind of um, a certain theme. You know, over like overarching theme and, and voice and tone and subject matter. And I just was like, okay, I have plenty to say here. Let's, let's just go with it. And it would they naturally flowed one into the other. And I think you can feel that within the
0: songs. I agree, man. Uh, having spun this, uh, record a bunch, getting ready for this interview, uh, it is, hard, it's not just immediate and hard hitting, but it, it definitely hits the heart and, uh, you know, maybe a little jolt of, uh, musical coffee that we need right now to wake us up out of whatever this malaise is going on with the the whole world for right sure. now. sure. And
1: it was definitely good in terms of releasing a, a record in these times, you know, this record was slated to come out this year at some point. Um, but once uh, once manufacturers essentially slowed and some of them actually stopped manufacturing for, for a while, some of them are starting to come back online now. Um, but we didn't know what the future of physical music was going to be. So we weren't really sure what to do at first with this material, but then we kind of went back to the mentality that we had in creating it at merge, which is, let's just get it out there. Let's set it free. You know, if everybody else is postponing their records, let's not postpone our record. There's no reason for it. Let's just get it out there. See, and, you know, hopefully it can be a positive that people can connect with. Um, hopefully it can be some sort of, um, uh, intelligent aggression, I guess, um, that people might need or an outlet of some kind.
0: For sure. Uh, We definitely need, you know, stuff to stimulate our brains and our ears right now. Um, Because it's such kind of, you know, who knows what the future holds, but because this release is such a straightforward, straight-ahead record of bangers, do you envision the band touring with, like, old-school death metal bands or new-school, like, you know, metal bands? Or is that just whoever, you know, you guys are inspired to bring on tour with you. Well, I,
1: I know that collectively we're open to basically anything, but we've also been around long enough where we want to be excited by as, as musicians that we, you know, we want to be excited by the things that we're partnered with. Um, so, yeah, like for sure, we'd love to tour with more straight up metal bands. I think there's some incredible, uh, there's some incredible bands out there still that are doing things that I think we would pair nicely with. But we're also not, um, we're not above doing anything else either, you know? So like if something that's super interesting or super challenging comes our way, cool, we'll do it. And, you know, we're also not like a bunch of old guys that say like, Hey, I want to play with a bunch of young bands. Like, you know, we'll play with pretty much, you know, whoever excites us. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of how we're looking at it at, at this point. Um, yeah, so there are kind of no rules when it comes to that. We're just excited to be able to, you know, get out there and play. You know, that was one of the things that when we initially started this band and the idea of this band it was like, Hey, you know, we want to we want to get out there and want to work. Um, we want to have this band be a live experience. We want to have it fill a lot of the holes that some of our other bands can't fill right now. You know, like uh, as much as I would love to tour with converge logistically, it's very difficult to always tour with converge. We have a lot of a lot of schedules and a lot of moving parts. You know, so if I can have an another outlet for you know aggressive, hyper aggressive music, um, then that's a positive thing to me. Um, the same thing goes with all the other guys in the band. They're all itching to do stuff. So yeah, we're just excited to get out there.
0: Awesome, I'm sure we're looking forward. Like you said, many more albums and touring and everything. So this is a full band, and that's very, very exciting to me, and I'm sure all the fans. Um, As you alluded to with the crazy, you know, quarantine rules and pandemic and everything. Hopefully, uh, I, I know you said you're staying very busy. Hopefully, this, you know, whatever this circumstances of the whole music industry stoppage is not affecting your other projects. Uh, beside new Converge music and where Your Wounds touring and stuff behind the recent record. I know you were working constantly on art and books and you know, Roadburn art show and things like that that got cancelled so you know, hopefully this hasn't thrown a big monkey wrench into your life in terms of the rest of the year.
1: Well, it has but you know I, I'm, I don't have a choice. I, you know, I have to roll with it and I have to evolve with it and progress with it. If you don't, you die. You know, um I think that sometimes just putting things on pause can be a mistake. You know, I understand that there there's rationalizations and 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 really really important reasons why a lot of artists just kind of put everything on hold right now. But as a person, as a creative person, I need to make art to feel whole, you know, and I need music and visuals just as an outlet for me to exist you know emotionally and psychologically within this world so i i have to do it you know um so i'm just going to keep keep pushing on and keep pushing forward and you know and doing what i what i have to do um i just I, i do feel really fortunate that late last year and into and all the way leading into to now um i've been very very busy creating things um so I actually have a lot of music uh, with all of the bands already recorded, and I have a lot of things that are in the works for 2020 already, so um, logistically some stuff may be challenging, but there's a, a lot of things already happening uh, creatively, which I'm excited about. Um, the biggest challenge for me has been uh, just uh, making sure you know Deathwish can run at its best capacity it can right now as a label you know, uh, we had to slim down the team uh, as soon as we had quarantine orders and shelter-in-place orders uh, put in. So, you know, we have, you know, virtually no staff. So it's just, um, it's just a couple of us that have always been the label, you know, just packing orders and getting stuff out the door. Um, That's been the most challenging thing, just being able to do that and, you know, sort of scratch out time to be able to do things like have this conversation or not do anything related to being creative. That's, that's been the most challenging thing for me in all of this.
0: Totally understandable. And once again, super appreciate your time. I will wrap this interview up on a question, which is just aside from obviously what you mentioned about just the need to be creative. What are you doing to kind of occupy your time, your mind, to stay sharp and focused? Reading books, listening to music—that's not the music you make. Anything in particular that you're using to pass the time?
1: Well, you know, right now, I'm—you know—I'm actually in the middle of making a record, um, a convergerator record that we're just not ready to talk about yet because we're making it, um, and there's a lot of moving parts there, and because of that. I'm actually not listening to any music. Um, and that's the way I am when it comes to uh, my, my sort of mentality when I'm creating music. Uh, same thing kind of goes for if I'm designing or, or doing, creating some large art piece. Like I don't spend a lot of time looking at other things or listening to other things because I need to give all of my attention to my contribution to whatever I happen to be working on so right now that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, so I'm like, I'm basically listening to the, 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 the same, you know, the, the same playlist of you know, a whole bunch of songs and various incarnations of those songs over and over again to build up muscle memory, to create ideas, to create phrasing, um, you know, to have just big overarching concepts there. So that's, that's how I'm, In my in the back of my head, that's how I'm occupying my time while I'm packing orders and doing stuff like that. Um, That's kind of how I'm maintaining. And then you know, like once I come home, I just try to be uh, as present as I can uh, with my family. You know, I I'm always in my head, and I think that's a that's a blessing and and a curse. You know, in terms of uh, just my just just my own personality. You know, so I'm always sort of working. There's always gears turning. I'm always thinking about projects and thinking about um, thinking about things in in the future. You know, uh, while I'm you know doing other you know mundane, normal, daily life things. But you know, I just try to be present and uh, you know try to be a positive presence for my family. And um, yeah, just just be a good person. That's it. And And that's even that is a that's a hard thing right now. Everybody's under a lot of stress, you know, um, there's just, uh, there's a lot going on, you know, not everybody is at the most comfortable right now, you know, including myself. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to be, just trying to be conscious of that and trying to be the best version of me I can be.
0: Where's the live by? Uh, it's always a distinct pleasure and an honor to talk to you, Jacob. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your day with me and, uh, please stay well and safe and the same to everybody in your, your circle
1: thank you for connecting with the record and giving it some time it means a lot to me and it means a lot to all the other guys in the band and uh and the label as well obviously it means a ton to all of us so thank
0: you so much indeed take care man we'll talk soon thanks for checking out today's podcast follow like and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts also check out ghost cult magazine on social media facebook instagram twitter and youtube and finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com we're out peace